Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. And welcome to today's episode of the Parent Teen Toolbox. I'm so thrilled you're here. And today I am thrilled to share with you um, the wisdom of the man that is Simon Ben, who is the children's happiness expert. Um, and he's taught here to really sort of, uh, to give us parents a little bit of reassurance to realize that uh, there's no such thing as that perfect parent. And as long as we understand um, what's going on in our own head, that we can act can indeed help our children. So, um, Simon, allow me to hand over the reins to you so you can introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, great to be on uh, on the show and really looking, really looking forward to it. So, yeah, um, uh, I'm Simon, uh, Simon Ben. I, I started my career in educational publishing, um, so working on... Um, uh, creating classroom materials to help kids uh, keep kids safe. So the biggest project we ever did was 5 million copies of Roald Dahl's Guide to Railway Safety back in the 90s, stopped kids getting uh, killed on railway lines. You know, unfortunately, kids play on railway lines. So we did a lot of safety materials. We did classroom materials. And um, I got really into personal development when uh, business development and business success didn't make me didn't make me happy so I went looking for uh where the happiness uh was and that's 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 the the wrong journey isn't it you know because we're looking outside ourselves for something that's inside anyway that was the journey that I went on um and then uh I had some kind of profound profound realizations like like we all do in in life and especially people in in our in our profession looking to help um, the parents we have those profound realizations, and then when you want to share them with the world, and that, in a roundabout way, that led me to uh, seven years ago. Uh, yeah, seven years ago next month. So, in, in we're recording this in June, uh, in July 2013, I had a, an idea completely out of the blue to do a uh, a kids book about happiness, and the book led to a became a comic. The comic became activity sessions in schools working with 1600 kids became publications da, 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 da. we're following i'm following the threads um, i'm following the thread and 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 now i'm in this space of um supporting parents who want to um build their child's confidence uh, resilience and ultimately their happiness uh and uh, yeah so working with a, a, a younger age age range than yourself at uh, eight to 11 is is my um where my processes and, and my tools and my strategies kind of 
work and and so it's transferring everything that i've learned working with those 1600 kids mainly in schools um and uh empowering parents to inspire their own children because as parents you are the best person you know your child best um you're you're with your child more time than anybody else and uh i want to help support parents who want to be proactive about this stuff yeah and and not every parent does want to be proactive about this stuff but that's the that's that's the that, that those are the the mums and dads that i'm helping yeah um the ones that want to help 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 their kids and take uh, and and take yeah take control of this themselves rather than leaving it to the outside world and I think you're quite right, because this is what I found. I, I, too, have been working in schools and, and um, you know, especially sort of as the kids are sort of moving up to uh, up through school. It's the sort of, you know, parents feel a little bit left behind because they don't quite know what's being covered at school. And I know a lot of schools are taking initiatives and are sort of, you know, educating um, their kids into things like mental health and um, emotional intelligence and all those sort of buzzwords. Um, but many parents don't realise What's being said, you know, they sort of ask their kids, you know, how was school and what, you know, what did you do? Oh, nothing, it was fine. So many parents sort of feel um, as though they don't have the tools and they don't have the understanding. So I think, you know, so what you're doing and what I'm trying to do is to sort of bring, bring parents along so that they too can sort of feel part of the equation because otherwise they don't have, you know, no one taught us at school as parents how to communicate with kids, how to understand what's going on, especially in this world. So this is sort of, you know, to be able to sort of give parents a better understanding of how to support their kids is invaluable. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, I, I agree with all you said, apart from the bit about when you're saying um, uh, have an understanding of it. I mean, uh, blunt, bluntly put, um, I think that parents want to take a lead on this. And they don't want, uh, you know, if we are, if we're, if we're reliant on teachers uh, for our children's emotional well-being, then that is, that isn't, that isn't the route to a, a to a, uh, to a, to the, to a happy, confident, resilient child. You know, a, a child that can ignore the, um, ignore the bullies that yeah. are picking them in the playground or picking them on social media. This we shouldn't be. Um, at the ultimate aim of every school, uh, uh, the ultimate aim of every school is the academic results. Yes, you're quite right. And, and uh, emotional well-being is not their top priority. And I found that to be the case. Absolutely. Uh, having spoken to hundreds yeah. of teachers and head teachers. So if it was their top priority, okay, they wouldn't need people like us in there. No, you're quite right. Because they would be learning the stuff themselves, yeah. and they don't, and they don't. So it's, but all their websites, especially, you know, obviously the primary school kids, the primary school websites, the ones that I see a lot of before I go in to have a conversation with them, they say that the happiness is the top priority of the kids, but it's not. And it's not part. It's it's not something that adds to the league tables. Is well, it it is, but it's not measurable as far as get how many A's we get in geography and sort of stuff like that. So you're quite right. I mean, so many parents, uh, so many teachers have said to me, "This is so blimmin' important, but we don't have the time to do it." So it, it's well, just 
it's a shame. They're working, bless them, they are working within a uh, in a system that was invented for Victorian times. Yeah. So I can get on a bit of a soapbox on this, Kaya. So, so uh, perhaps we should just move <laughs> on. Move no. on. I hear you. So how is it then? I mean, how, how you know, so when parents sort of um, approach you and say, I don't know where to start, or my child's doing X, Y, and Z, or I feel so guilty, or I'm powerless to do, you know, what, what's what's your advice to them? How do you sort of, you know, so support them and, and help them? Well, the, the, the first thing is to give them hope. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Um, we're trying to do today that's it the message starts with a message of hope that you can get the people the the mums and dads that reach out to me are the ones that are struggling they can get out of the predicament the sticky situation that they're in because parents clearly are busy people so if if thing is if something's not a real big problem then it doesn't get it doesn't get addressed so the ones that come to me, and I'm sure the ones that come to you, are the ones with problems. So the first thing that, that I want to get across is that message of hope and the fact that kids are, well, they're, they're born to bounce back and they actually bounce back far quicker. Um, they bounce back far quicker than we do as adults. We'll ruminate on stuff and we'll worry about what happens. Kids get over stuff a lot faster. And they're also, they've got less... They're more curious about the world and then they they're more open and they change far quicker they will change their mind far quicker than most adults and so that is the hope the hope is that with the child is going to can bounce back and they'll they'll bounce back faster with a, an understanding of what's going on for them so how do we as parents adapt to all this how do we because yes many of us have got that fixed as opposed to that sort of growth mindset and you know and it's all, all the sort of repercussions that sort of go with that so how can parents sort of to develop that and because you know the, this is as a fast-paced world and it moves sort of very very quickly and we need to keep in touch I think the bonus is, is when we feel as though at least if we're a couple of steps ahead of our kids, then we can guide them in the right direction. So how do you steer parents towards that? Well, I think that's a brilliant point, being ahead of them, being a few couple of steps ahead of them. So the way to do that is by being a few steps ahead of them. It's for whether that is, it, it, it's basically, for me, it's about understanding and not strategies. The how-to stuff doesn't really doesn't really work. What for me, what drives change is when we have a, a, a new idea, um, an insight. You know, uh, people. It's a bit of a woo, perhaps a little bit more of a woo-woo word, but um, an epiphany. You know, when we have yeah. That. Um, so, for me, if you if if you're a parent that wants to um, uh, be a few few steps ahead of your child, um, then it's about understanding how thoughts and feelings work. Um, who we truly are underneath the garbage, that voice in our head. So I hear a, a lot of a, a lot a lot of um, mums and dads come to me with talking about something called parent guilt, so that they feel they're failing. And the thing is, if they feel that they're failing and they're reaching out to me, then they're not failing, or they're reaching out to yes, you, then they're not failing. It, the ones that are failing are the ones that are sticking their head in the sand, um, taking their the ones that are sticking their hand, people that are listening to this show are not failing because they're doing everything that they can for their kids. And not everybody does that. People will seek other options um, to 
stick their head in the sand. Some, some people won't go near this. They won't go near the topic of their, their child's losing a bit of confidence or self-esteem. So your listeners are doing this already. And your listeners have been flying. You mentioned this, this, this before we started uh, recording. Your visitors have been flying by the seat of their pants doing the best that they can for their child since the child was born and before the child was born. They have always been doing this. This yeah. isn't something new. They have always been two steps ahead. They have led the child by the hand to walk them, physically walk them. They will lead their hand, lead their children by their understanding of the sorts of things that we're talking about here, whether you call it emotional intelligence, positive psychology, growth mindset. Uh, growth mindset for me I, I, I listen to the book I listen to a lot of books and um, it takes an awful long time just to say the one word which is yet yeah. you don't know how to do something yet that's all you need to know you don't need to do something you don't know how to do something yet you don't know how to rebuild your child's self-esteem after they've been torn apart by some bullying on social media yet the child doesn't know how to make new friends yet it's about yetness. And we are all making everything up all the time. The old story is the old uh, saying is that kids don't come with a manual. They don't. You have, been, you have been making this up as parents forever. And when we go inside, we get the, um, we get the solution. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is that when they're little and when they, you know, so when they're toddlers, um, it's all about sort of toddler taming and, oh, yes, don't you understand the terrible twos and sort of, you know, all that sort of potty training and stuff, which actually is, it, it's sort of, it's always been the same. Whereas now the goalposts have changed and your age groups from, from nine to 11s and mine, mine onwards, um, the goalposts are very, very different. We didn't have social media in our day. We didn't, I hadn't even heard of self-harm in our day. I mean, you know, anxiety wasn't a word in our day. You know, suicide rates were sort of, you know, certainly nowhere near anything that we're experiencing now. So we are in, as parents, a totally new environment, a totally new world. And I think the scary thing for many parents is the fact that they don't have their own childhood experiences to fall back on. Um, yeah, the environment has definitely changed, but there are more kind of things to get hung up about. So I worry about worrying, and I used to worry about worrying a lot more than I do. Um, but now there's more to worry about. So one of the classic things about this is there's a you know like a, a manual in the states um, where they define the um, psychological disorders. And it used to have something like, it used to be like 150 pages long. And then they brought out a new edition the following year, and it's 2,000 pages long. So the drug companies actually, I, I, I'm not, I'm a, yeah, the drug companies, um, the, the drug companies pay, uh, pay researchers to discover new syndromes so that they can sell us solutions for it. A lot, the world seems a lot more scary than it is, but that, that's, that's not who we are. That's all the stuff on the outside. Um, 
I'm a great believer in the fact that underneath everything that goes on, now with the metaphor that I use, we talked about metaphors. So the metaphor that I use is, is that uh, every, every one of us is uh, born perfect like a, like, a flawless, like a flawless diamond. And we go through, we go through life and SH1T happens. But that SH1T um, doesn't, it obscures the diamond, and it, but it doesn't change the diamond. It doesn't change the essence of who we are. Um, and what we do too much of as a human race is spend time focusing on the, the shit that we've been through, not the essence of, of who, we, who we truly are. Um, is that too woo-woo? No, I no. I'm going to dig a bit deeper because yes, it, you know, I agree with you that we do focus too much on the crap, and that's that's sort of fair enough. But isn't it by going through that rubbish, through that shit, isn't you know, isn't it by creating that friction that actually going back to your analogy is that actually that diamond was once a piece of coal for argument's sake, and it's only after all the friction and it's only after all the rubbish and all the experiences that we are able to see who we really are and it's like you know being that sort of wonderful diamond is that that's that's where the diamond comes from eventually it's through the friction uh no i don't agree no? because you know do you, do you ever look at a newborn baby and, and think oh uh, you ever look at a newborn baby and think uh oh one day that baby's going to be somebody that baby is perfect yeah. just by virtue of who it who who it who it, who it is who, who what it is what who she or he is um, the the uh, 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 so I'm hesitating because I'm going to bring in another metaphor. I don't want to. Please do. I love your the, metaphors. I the love metaphor. It. Okay, so the 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 child is a perfectly pure, clean, unblemished blank piece of paper that is perfect in every respect. Um, and then the what the what the um psychologists would call the conditioning or the uh you know it is picked up it are words that are written on that perfect piece of paper and yet the the ink on the paper doesn't change um doesn't change the nature of the paper in the same way as the shit on the diamond doesn't change the manure also obviously when i'm working in 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 a, a, if I'm working with a, a, with children in schools, I don't use words like this. So this is just for your <laughs> <laughs> for your listeners. Um, um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that that perfection. We, the, the child doesn't need to. Do, the, the, you know, this essence. You you are enough. We are enough. We've got all these. We've got all these things. These societal things that we need to do this to be somebody. But the unconditional love that we have for our children um, is unconditional. It's not on the. It's not on them um, doing anything with their life. So my mentor says, her her daughter, my coach uh, Liz says, her daughter could stay in bed for the rest of her life, but she would still love her daughter. Obviously, she'd rather her daughter be doing stuff, and her daughter is doing stuff. 
Yeah. But she loves her. That unconditional, we have that unconditional love for our child. We see them as perfect. They are not a, they're not a piece of coal that needs to have the rough edges um, polished. They are a diamond and they will always be a diamond, uh, uh, but they're going to go through life. And yes, you're right about um, the, 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 we can look at that SH1T and we can see that as um, manure to develop uh, as, uh, so we can see that as manure to help us develop into a better character. But our character isn't isn't the diamond. Our character is just the out, the outer face that we put onto the put onto the word. So that it's sort of um, dipping our toes into the nature or nurture debate, isn't it? Really, is you know sort of yes, yes, everyone is perfect, and but no, not but and. Um, it, but it is it is us parents who help shape that child into who they potentially can become. I, I mean, there's that sort of school of thought that our children's values are, um, you know, that their initial values, the right from wrong, and the sort of, you know, are, are developed between the ages of zero and sort of seven. Um, who was it sort of said, you know, give me the sort of baby till they're seven and I'll give you the man. And, and it's... It, it it's surely it is our pe- our parental responsibility to help shape that beautiful perfect diamond um to reaching their few poten- their their sort of full potential and i think that's the, where that, our parent, the, parental guilt comes in well i think the potential guilt comes in because the uh, the, the the parent can't see that they're perfect too. so if they can't see that they're perfect they, if they can't see where they're perfect, um, then uh, then they're going to struggle to 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 show their child their perfection in them. And I, every, I, I believe that everybody is in. I believe that that you're perfect. I'm perfect. I believe that everybody on this planet uh, is that perfect diamond underneath the rubbish that they've, that they've been through. So um, and anything, everything else. To me, is uh, everything else is a is a plus. If we look, identity is the key. Identity is the key because most of our thoughts come from most of our negative thoughts come from the um, identifying ourselves with the with the shit and not the uh, not the diamond. That's exactly it. So we need we need to get rid of all that rubbish to see the sort of you know as you call it the perfection underneath. But we've been carrying this baggage around for years so how, how do you how do you encourage parents to sort of understand that they are perfect because I, I can hear I can hear them scoffing going you are having a laugh because part of me is going yeah Simon darling thank you so much you think I'm perfect you don't know the half of it you know it, it's because we we are sort of led to believe that we're not good enough and we're failing at this and we're not meeting those guidelines or those, you know, and, and we're letting everyone down. So how do we get that inner sense of um, self-confidence, of self-esteem so that we can show our children the very same? Okay. So there's no such thing as a second hand epiphany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have to see it. So 
most most of the parents that come to me uh, get that to some level, um, and uh, the stuff that I do with the kids is 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 fun, you know. It's yeah. fun. It's not in. It's not in this deep. It's not in this deep. It's not in this deep place. Because um, kids learn more when they're having fun. So you know, the odd the odd mum comes to me with with this the, the 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 issues. They just want the child to be able to see the perfection. You see, they see the perfection in the child. So um, how how do I how do I say that? Well, I I, I will. They have to. People have to see this stuff for themselves and um but seeing it here's the thing right i lose sight of this all the time i lose sight of this all the time so uh, in those moments i see the world through a failure lens so the fact that you know i've only helped 1600 kids right i see that as a failure only 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 you see yeah <laughs> so and when i'm in that when i'm in that space then clearly that's not diamond thinking, is it? That's that no, is not exactly. diamond. That's not diamond thinking. That's shit. That's shit thinking, right? So I fall for this stuff all the time myself. But I know I've got a safety net, and my safety net is knowing that everybody is a diamond. So let me give you another analogy, right? I was talking to a, to, to a mum about this because she was struggling with this as well, and it seems far out, and it seems woo woo. But we need to be a couple of headers. Uh, we, we we need to be a couple of headers ste uh, uh, steps ahead of our child if we're going to show them. So this stuff is kind of really important. Most people are just banging on about mindset and positive mindset and all this sort of stuff. Now, the the, the thoughts aren't where the answers are. If you look at a, there's a guy called Robert Diltz. I'm, I did some NLP twelve years ago. I'm not a fan of of, of NLP because it doesn't address the top of the pyramid and the top of the pyramid. Um, is identity is who we is who we truly are, but we we get glimpses of it. So um, this mum I was talking to on Tuesday, she was saying she was struggling. I get all this diamond stuff, but I just can't see it. Right, so, okay. so she's she's talking about all the turmoil that's going on in her head and and the whirlwind of thoughts which I have as well. Totally, you know, I've been awake since four o'clock this morning, figuring. What am I going to talk about today? How am I going to move my mission on? How am I going to change the world? Right. So I get it. We're the whirlwind. I want to make kids happy. You want to make your kids happy. I'm worrying about the children of the world. You're worrying about the children in 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 in, in, in your life. Your children and the readers are worried. The listeners are listening to the children. Yeah. My stuff weighs pretty heavy sometimes because I want to change the world. Right. So um, I get all that. Uh, so it's like a storm, right? But every sonar, uh, 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 a storm, so it, 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 it's like a storm, but we are not the storm of our thinking, okay? We are the, the eye of the storm where the peace and quiet is, where there is no thought. Well, yeah. And, and, and that is, that is us. That is who we are, and we only get glimpses of it. So I get a glimpse of it sometimes, not at the moment. I've not been sleeping very well. I've not been exercising enough. I can't go to the swimming pool. That's driving me nuts. I'm a diamond. I still, I still fall for the shit. 
all the time. Okay, let yourself off the hook. I do this stuff for a living and I still fall for it. Um, but I keep on at it. There's a mental health advocate who has been off work with stress. Now, that to me is like a, that, that to me is like a, um, a 30 stone person trying to um, be a personal trainer. It doesn't stack. I keep on despite the rubbish in my head despite the rubbish in my head. And that's what mums do. You have no choice but to go on. Yeah. Dad, you have no choice to but go on. The Nike slogan is just do it. Just do it. You haven't, you haven't got a choice. And I haven't got a choice because I want to change the world. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put the two metaphors side by side and hopefully you'll see the two things. So the baby, we're going to use the, back to the uh, blank piece of paper the perfection and purity of the, of the child who has no conditioning, no thoughts, no desire. I, I came up with this one. I thought it was brilliant. You don't see a baby turning around, looking at their nappy and saying, does my bum look big in this? Yeah. You don't see, sorry, I'm going on gender stereotypes here. You don't see a little boy looking at his uh, in in for his in in, in for his in for, in, in for an operation with a, one of those little um uh, plastic rubber bands that they give in a hospital with your name tag on you don't see a little boy looking at saying uh, i need a rolex to be somebody do you this <laughs> this you know and i've fallen for that rubbish not rolexes but uh, tag carreras and porsches and stuff like that i i have fallen for all this stuff as well um, I, I'm no, I'm a diamond, but I'm no saint. Um, you're a diamond too. Here's the thing: the blank piece of paper is the child, the child's unconditioned soul, their spirit, who, their essence, their true identity, and that that child is 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 perfect. Blank piece of paper. There's no writing on it. There's nothing. Nothing at all. Perfectly pure. There's no thought. The eye of the storm is similarly a thoughtless place. It's a place without thought. It's the place when I, I get into bed some nights and I feel the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders. And I see the peace and the tranquility. And I'm sure you have those moments. You, do you have those moments when, when, when a, a, a peace and calm? Totally. Yeah. yeah. But I also have. That's that. who you are. Right. Okay. That's who you are. And that's who we all are. You are the eye of the storm where everything is peace and calm. And you are not the storm. You are the diamond and not the shit. You are the blank piece of paper and not the writing on it. And yet, as you said, we tend to focus on the outside stuff and make that define us. We think it is us, yeah. Define us, yeah, yeah. exactly. Define identity, this whole thing. Um, so the, the analogy that I use with the kids, okay, uh, I ask an adult, why do we feel the way we do? And the adult says, oh, because of, the, uh, because of my youth, 
because of this, because of that, because of the weather. Oh, it's miserable weather we're having today. Okay, so why 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 do you so a whole stream of things, right? Then um, I asked the chat. I asked the so um, so they asked the, the adult where do feelings come from? All oh, the feelings come from the past. You know, feelings come from the past. I ask your child that question, and the child says because they take it literally. I say where did. I sit in, I stand in front of a class of 30 kids. So where do feelings come from? The kids will say, half of them will say the heart. Half of them will say the head. And one girl once said soul, which I loved, right? Feelings, and I'll say, you are all correct. Your feelings come from your thoughts And that's the only place they ever come from. You might not be aware of the thoughts, but your feelings only. Feelings are an inside job. And then we, uh, and then they say, what? And I said, well, think about your favorite memory. Uh, and, and okay, so how do you feel about that? Think about something that you're looking forward to. Okay, they're looking forward to getting back to school, seeing the past. Um, and they experience. Experience is the greatest teacher. Yeah. We have to experience. That's, that's because there's no such thing as a second-hand epiphany. Because we have to experience something for ourselves. You know, you don't learn to ride a bike by reading a book about it. You learn to ride a bike by... Falling off and getting back to being, you know. Sometimes you need stabilizers. Take the stabilizers off. You learn to walk by resilience. Is resilience is another key buzzword, but you know, resilience is a skill. It's not a skill. Your, your your child didn't didn't go on a course to learn to walk. They learned to walk by toddling, getting up, falling over, going again. They didn't need a uh, motivational speaker to tell them to to learn to walk. They thought it was a good idea. Um, and they aren't worried about falling over. Have you seen that? Have you ever seen that? You've been out to the supermarket or something, been out in a, at a restaurant, um, you've been out in the street, the child falls over, the child's not bothered, but then the child sees the concern on the parent's face, picks up on that concern and starts crying. Yeah. The child is resilient. It learns. It, the, the child is, is innately resilient. We're all innately resilient. Um, and... Um, we uh, we we learn unresilience because the people around us aren't resilient. They think that the world outside outside determines how we feel. So with the kids stuff, go back to the kids stuff. So feelings come from thoughts, and then we want to make this fun. So I want the kids to remember because we we learn we learn more when we're having fun. So feelings come from thoughts, like like juice comes from fruit. So what, what are you going to pick? You're going to pick a happy apple or a sad strawberry. You're feeling sad, what's gone in? So you've got some sad strawberry juice. What's gone into a sad strawberry? Did you pick that sad strawberry? No. Is it your fault, therefore, that you picked the sad strawberry? No. And then we play games around, around that stuff. But the deeper, and I'll... Carrying on the juicer metaphor, 
Feelings come from thoughts, like juice comes from fruit, but we're the juicer. We're not our feelings, and we're not our thoughts. So, as far it's becoming like a session, it's it's, it's becoming like a session I'd, I run with a a a, 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 a mum or a dad. Um, Rightly so, because this is what you're good at. This is this is you know this is what sort of comes out. So, so as far as being a parent is concerned, I don't have to have these five steps, the five R's to basic parenting. I just have to remember that I'm doing the very best I can. Is that it? What happens if I keep thinking that I'm rubbish at it or I'm looking at my child who's snapping at me or not getting good grades? How do we peel back that crap? Or is it just using the safety net as being, I am a diamond and I'm doing my best? So most people think that knowledge is uh, knowledge is forever. Yeah, but most people think that knowledge is forever. So once I've learned that um, the Battle of Hastings took, uh, took, took place in 1066, I will always know that. Uh, and therefore, once I see that I am a diamond, then I will always remember that. Well, we don't, because we get lost in the storm. So how, how, do, we see, how do we see the diamond? By seeing the diamond. Um, by forgiving ourselves for our frailties, so I can forgive, for, you know, forgive yourself. The, the self is the shit. It's not the diamond. You don't need to forgive a diamond. That self confidence is talking about the shit, not about the diamond. The self, yeah. the self in self confidence is is the, is the shit. It's the ego. It's the conditioning. It's the rubbishy thoughts in our head. Yeah, yeah. The real self is the diamond. Self confidence again self-esteem we're thinking that we right so i think i'm shit um i have no self-esteem how can i make how can i make really good shit how can i make shit good you can't you see through the shit see through see through the shit to the diamond that's underneath and this is this is my biggest thing that i struggle with Forgiving ourselves, forgiving myself for forgetting that I'm the diamond when I talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big mic drop moment for many parents, I think, is to realise that, yeah, that they are, it's, it's just not focusing on the external and looking at the internal. And as you said, feelings and happiness, it's all an inside job. It's actually a choice, isn't it? Yeah, most of the time we're not choosing. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. And and, and that's the that's the entry point to this thing. That's the entry point to the that's the entry point to this dialogue. Um the fact that we're not choosing. So what happens is, right, I'm feeling shit and I decide to, that I need to feel good. So I'm fighting. It's a civil war between the um, I'm, uh, 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 I'm a shit children's happiness expert and I'm a good children's happiness expert. Yeah. It's that fight, okay? That, that fight, that, it's what, what my um, mentors call the civil war in our head. And, um, you know, it takes two to have an argument. It takes two to tango. 
Um, and it, it takes two. But the answer, as Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the level of thinking that caused it. So arguing that civil war that rages in my head and in everybody's head, this is the thing, right? People used to say that if you, had a, if you, had a, if you heard voice in, a head, in your head, then you should be in an institution. That's what they used to say. Yeah. Everybody has a voice in their head. <laughs> it's just we listen to it more or less of the time. Um, and it becomes, my mentor Richard says, the voice in my head is an opinion that I no longer um, value. Right, okay, yeah. So most people are trying to shut up the voice in their head. Yeah. Good luck with that one. The easiest way is ignoring it. And you, as mums and dads, you ignore it all the time anyway. You're doing this already. You, you, uh, you, you have some r- rubbishy thoughts going through your head about your child. And then you put them to one side and you just do it anyway, don't you? Don't you do that? Yes. So you're not trying to do, I'm not trying to tell you to do, tell you a new skill or tell you, uh, 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 telling you to do something that you're not already doing. Because that, you know, so yeah, ignoring, realizing the, the, the moments of the epiphanies that come to me is when, oh, I was, here's the thing, right? I was driving down the M1. Uh, to uh, I'm up in up north. I was driving down the M1 to Northampton to see my mentors, uh, Richard, Richard and Liz, who introduced me to this idea of choice and the truth that, and it kind of inspired me to do what I do. I was listening to um, a, an audio about consciousness or something like that, and I had to pull over on the hard shoulder uh, of the motorway. Because I was laughing so hard about the rubbish in my head. Yeah. If we can laugh, we learn, I think. If we can laugh at the voice in our head, exactly. we realise, but we're, we're all, and me too, you know, I'm so wedded to it. I'm so wedded to it. I, I don't see, I, I, there's not, sometimes there's not a chink of light whatsoever, you know. Oh, well, you know this thing. You've only helped sixteen hundred. You've only helped sixteen hundred kids so far. You know oh, that's that's no good. You've got to change the world. When you're doing that other stuff, you help these five million kids with this real dark guy to railway safety. What are you doing, Simon? Right? And I, I fall for that voice in in my head, and until I don't, and we all fall of we all fall for the voice in our heads until we don't. But you, you you're not, not. You know, there's no failures. There's no failures in nature. The failure. You know, my failure to reach. Do you think I'm going to be happy at 1601? <laughs> you know, it's like, um, you're, so, uh, yeah. I think, I, and we're, we're going to have to sort of start wrapping up, but I think it goes back to what you said about it's all about the yetness in that we don't know something until we know it. And yeah, okay, of course, we're going to forget it, but. It's remembering that, you know, 
when we do have our doubts, it, it's, it's going back to that. I haven't quite got that or I, I don't know this yet. And it's just understanding that we are always going to be developing on this path and learning something new and beating ourselves up about something different. But we just yes. need to keep moving forward. But, but not, rem- not, remembering, not remembering as a strategy. Yes. So, so have you ever gone to bed with uh, a problem and woken up with a solution the following morning? Yeah. Okay. So that sort of remembering, not, not affirmations. I'll like, you know, I've tried that, tried that a few years ago. Yeah. I must remember that I am a diamond. I must remember that I'm a diamond. Yeah. That's not going to work. You know, it, it's, it's the, it's the perspective. It, the, the perspective comes to us. The new idea comes to us. Um, like, um, uh, like a bus, but without a timetable. There's no timetable at all. Yeah. Um, but what you you get more. So what your listeners are doing, or what you're doing, or what I'm doing, is we're hanging around at the bus stop waiting for him for 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 um, for an insight. Most people now aren't listening to this stuff that you and I are talking about. Most people are. If they're on social media, they're looking at pictures of uh, of, of uh, cute puppies. We love we love our puppies. I love looking at pictures of cute puppies as well. But I don't do it a lot of the time. Most people are distracted and um, aren't into any of this sort of stuff. They think it's all gibberish. They think they're going to be happy when they're. They think they're going to be happy when they're. Um, they think that happiness is an outside job. They think that somebody else is going to look after their kids. They believe the school that says that the happiness of the kids is, is their top priority when it's not um it's the results of it's the results of the school um in my experience you know um perspective your listeners are doing the right thing already because they're coming to you they're listening to you for a new perspective on things so they're doing it already. We're, 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 preaching to, we're preaching to the converted or the wannabe converted. And Christ, hopefully I'm not coming out like a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not, fail- they're not failures because they're, they're, here to, they're, here, they're listening to you for, to learn. And you, my friend. And, 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 and on, on what level, on what level is that failing? Simon, thank you so much. Um, I, I think that's I think that's actually very, very reassuring to many of us is to realize that actually we're pretty darn good and um, it's it's looking on the inside rather than on the outside. So I appreciate your words of wisdom. Thank you. Um, we will put in the show notes how people to, can get hold of you. Um, but yeah, the website is where it's at, um, uh, and um, that's changing. That that's changing all the time. Uh, you can check me out on um, Facebook as 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 well, Simon Ben, Children's Happiness Expert. I've got a YouTube channel. I'm um, I, I'm everywhere, but in none of those places am I perfect. Brilliant. No, and and how reassuring that none of us are. Thank you, my love, so much. And um, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you.
Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.